0: Chapter ten, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome to another edition of Faith Family Fantasy Football. It's a blessing to be with you this Thursday night, August 29th. Uh, the, the last night, uh, the last weekend of preseason games, thank God. Um, And uh, boy, I'm bummed and uh, blessed at the same time. I'm a little bummed tonight that uh, I missed a lot of the preseason games. Uh, I am really excited that that we um, are going to Get to watch a lot of the football games this season. I subscribed to NFL Game Pass and finally figured out how to get it on my Fire TV. And I am good to go. Can't wait to the games to start. Our lineup for today's podcast will be a wrap-up from previous podcasts, uh, our Lifeline, and the Holy Handicapper draft strategies, some breakouts, maybe some sleepers even. So put in your earbuds. Turn up your car radio or PC, sit back, and enjoy. We're going to do something a little different this podcast. We're going to start off with our um, wrap-up from our previous podcast. But there's a good reason behind that, and you'll see why. Usually we like to start off with our lifeline by honoring God. But we're going to do our wrap-up from our previous podcast, part A, actually. So a question I asked you folks last week Actually, it was a couple weeks ago. When you sit down to play a game with your family, who usually wins? Well, it's uh, we've got some comments in, and the most you the the, the highest answer was dad or the firstborn child. So I, I'm not sure the significance behind that. Uh, I, I I I do know that I am a fourthborn out of five, and I probably am the most competitive in, in uh, my family. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, that this, this short little poll is incorrect. I kind of figured that dad would be the number one answer. The reason I did this wrap up first is because I really want to tie it into our lifeline for today. Our lifeline for today is going to come out of, of course, God's word, the Holy Bible. In the book of Ephesians... The sixth chapter, verses one through four, God's word says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The reason I wanted to tie this in with the poll question is because I wasn't surprised that the number one answer that when some when we sit down to play a game with a family who wins was dad, you know, God put in dads that. Warrior like kind of um, combative, almost uh, instinct to protect his family and well, you know it, it uh, I, I said in a couple podcasts ago that I can really sit down when I sit down and play a game with some I can really tell a lot about them but you know uh, most day I can tell what dads are passive what dads are are on top of things with the family um, but it's it's uh, it doesn't surprise me that dad was the number one answer you know God put dads in a position in the family to be a protector, protector, to be a provider, uh, to be a shelter for his family. And it really is not a surprise that he would be the most competitive. You know, out of those four scripture verses I read, you know, really children, as usual, have the easiest task of of uh, what's expected of the family members. You know, uh, on, obey children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now I, I think that in the Lord's there for a reason, because there's sometimes that parents would have children do things that that would be outside of something that God would want them to do, uh, and uh, that's something that that uh, they ought not to do. But um, uh, but that's really simple to to obey your parents. It's a pretty simple uh, task to do. The next one, well, I guess it's easy for me to say now it, 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 in my uh middle ages because um you know I'm not a child anymore, and I don't have to bear that burden i i I take that back that when I was younger, it did seem to be a burden to me, but looking back, that was one of the easiest things I could have done that I didn't do very well uh the next one is honor your mother and father and it's funny this is the one one of all the roles this is the only role that gives a a blessing with it and and it's the first and it's the first commandment with a promise, so it will be well with you. And you will live long on the earth. You know, that's a uh, boy. God wants to bless uh, you young, uh, young people and and children. Uh, God wants to bless you. He just wants you to fall under the umbrella protection of your mom and your dad and and um, and and to honor them in a way that that you should not just when they see you, but when they don't see you, because when you go out there, you are carrying the family name and the family reputation and that really uh means a lot that would be something i would tell my kids when they left the house every every time they left the house now remember you are a Holisna and you're a child of god represent both well but i really want to talk with the dads today you know this this um particular verse really hits home with me because you know i'm kind of a um i like to kid around a lot and and uh i like to kind of um uh, provoke uh people and and uh boy and it says here fathers do not provoke your children to anger and i'm sure i could do that sometimes with them uh when they were younger and i would um you know just just kind of tease and and joke around and uh i kind of wish i would have done a little bit less of that now you know i i think there's a lot of fun to that and i think well, we can't be such fuddy-duddies that we don't have any fun, and and uh, that's just kind of who I am, and how how my family that I grew up in kind of related to each other. But um, you know, hopefully, my children always knew that I that I did love them. Uh, and and you know, the, the thing was, don't provoke your children to anger. You know, that's something that um, boy is is easy to do. One of the easiest ways to do that is because is to say because I'm dad and I said so. Well, sometimes that's necessary, but it's not always necessary. Sometimes it's a cop out, dad. Sometimes you need to to sit down, listen, remember uh, that you were a child once and you're a a young person once. And, um, you know, it it might be time to listen. You know, there's a reason God gave us two years in one mouth and uh, I now need to take this to heed myself, is that so we listen more and talk less. The quickest way to lose a, a, a young person or a child is to dismiss what they say by not listening and not giving them uh, full attention to what they're trying to say and not trying to sit down and and um, understand what they're, what they're telling you. That is one of the quickest ways to provoke a child to anger. So dads, I, I really want to encourage you to, uh, and moms too, but you know, dads, I, I really am talking to you right now. I really want you to, uh, to, to be a listener, to be a better listener, and, and to not be so much my way or the highway, but to, uh, actually, uh, listen and try to understand. And the last part of that verse is the most important verse. Uh, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That is our mandate, dads. And if, our children are growing up without a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's because oftentimes we didn't take time to have family devotions. We didn't take time to share the, the word of God with them. We didn't take time to have them um, see us um, share our faith with people and, and uh, pray with folks. And even more importantly, to share our faith with them. And to pray with them. It's never too late. And they're never too old. It reminds me of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 1 through 6. God's word said. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man speak to your people. And say to them. When I bring the sword against the land. And the people of the land choose one of their men. And make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land. And blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet, but does not heed the warning and the sword and a sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life. That person's life will be taken because of their sin, and it will. And I will hold the watchmen accountable for their blood. Guys, we are called to be the watchmen for our family, and we we need to heed. We need to to yell out that warning that the sword is coming. Now, I talked a while back. I, I think it was a couple episodes ago, and uh, I had talked about how if you're a true believer our culture like it always has is trying to uh, erode and and uh, destroy our faith and if we don't uh, take heed and shout the warning to our children our enemy will totally strip them of their faith of their of their uh, belief in god and uh, and the the scriptures themselves i'm not trying to be an alarmist i just wanted Tell dads, listen, guys, we have a, a, a responsibility that God's given us. Let's live up to that responsibility. Let's do all we can do. There is, I have five children, and they're at various states in their spiritual life right now. You know, I did what I can do, but I am not ultimately responsible for salvation. But I am responsible for availing them to the word of God and availing them to God's salvation for them. What they do with that, just like the the people at the watchmen on the wall, what they do with that is up to them. But I really try to do my job and heed the warning and let them know what God's word says uh, and try to teach them a, a biblical worldview. But, you know, Dad, you can't do that unless you personally know Jesus yourself. You can't teach something that you don't have. So you need to check and take your own inventory and see where you stand with Jesus Christ. Well, coming up, you know, we're going to have in the next several podcasts, I'm going to start going slowly through uh, what God says about how we can come to know him personally and the difference between religion and relationship. So stay tuned for our next installment of Lifeline. Again, like I always like to do, I'm going to lighten things up a little bit. I'm going to give the answer to our trivia question we had asked. The trivia question was, the Chicago Bears are one of only two NFL charter member teams still in existence today. Who is the other? A. Arizona Cardinals B. The New York Giants C. The Green Bay Packers Or D. The Detroit Lions I have to be honest. My, my uh, first guess was the Green Bay Packers. I was shocked to see that the actual answer is A. The Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have an interesting history, and you can look it up on uh, Wikipedia. It gives a a pretty nice synopsis of the uh, history of the Arizona Cardinals. It was encouraging to see that we actually got some participation and some involvement this time. So uh, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R, and for those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message at 770-744-4075. Again, 770-744-4075. Or you can text me at that same number. And my email address is holyhandicapper at com. So let's go, uh, let's get into... Holy handy, holy handicapper draft strategies and some breakouts and maybe even some sleepers. Please keep in mind that um, our format mostly is going to be uh, this this um, format. Starters will be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex who could be a running back, wide end, wide receiver, or tight end, one defense, special team. Uh, and it's a one point PPR, six point for passing touchdown, minus three for interception, and a total minus six for interception for a touchdown. Uh, keep in mind also, again, that, that these strategies uh, are just mine. And you can get other strategies. Uh, there's a lot of other folks out there who who do a good job. Our friends at Fantasy Pros, uh, my friends at uh, the Fantasy Football Nerds. Uh, ESPN, Yahoo, um, Fantrax. Uh, so there's a lot of places you can get some good content from. So let's move on to our Holy Handicapper draft strategies. As I look at my uh, the Holy Handicapper rankings here, and I look at the average draft um, position, which I got from the uh, fantasy football nerd, uh, the first one that really drops... It really sticks out to me is james Conner. i have james connor up at pick number five overall he's being and this is in a 10 team league he's being drafted at average draft position at 2-1 uh the second one that i see would be uh tyreek hill uh i have him well he's pretty much the same they the, the industry's kind of caught up with me i was i was really high on hill a lot of folks were 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 low on him you could have got him pretty uh, in the second round third round you know a couple even as early as a couple weeks ago that's no longer the case um let's see who i might have here julio jones uh you know i i'm from pittsburgh but i live in atlanta now so i say Pittsburgh is my team. They're my NFL team. But Atlanta is my NFC team. And uh, so people don't accuse me of being a homer. I have Julio Jones ranked that I've seen lowest in the industry so far. I have Julio Jones ranked at one – his average draft position is 1.9. I have him going in the – I guess that's not so late. So I guess people are calling off to him a little bit also. He's – at number uh, 14 in my rankings, and he's at 1.9. Um, one of the reasons I think people are calling off is I really think that Calvin Ridley, who we'll talk about later, is going to take some of his targets and also continue to take touchdowns uh, that, that Julio could and should get. But uh, Ridley seemed to get uh, more last year. And I think Ridley's going to get a lot more receptions this year. David Johnson, I'm not huge on David Johnson. I have him down at number 17. Uh, he goes average of uh, first round pick seven. I, I, again, I am I, I, I'm just not feeling it with the Arizona. I'm just you know uh, the the, the, new, the new offense brought in from the college. I forget what they call it now. I'm drawing a blank, but uh, um, you know the offensive line doesn't look good. Kyler hasn't looked particularly sharp. Uh I'm just and, and Kyler's going to do some running himself. I just don't know where I don't know if David Johnson needs to be taken up there at the 7th overall pick and I think he might even be going higher in, in a lot of drafts. Uh so I'm I'm just not uh not loving David Johnson right now. Um I'm high on on Leonard Fournette. I have him at sixteen overall. His average draft position is round three, pick seven. I have him in round two, pick six. So almost a whole round earlier. I am cool on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, it's not because he he spurned the Steelers. I think that was the worst mistake he he could have done. But I have him going clear down pick number eighteen. Uh, I got him going in the at the end of the. End of the second round, uh, his average draft position has, is the eighth pick of the first round, way, way too early. I'll have very, very little of Le'Veon Bell at at at, uh, at, at, uh, at, uh, at the eighth pick in the first round. I actually have very few shares of him in general. I don't even like him in the second round. I put him there. It's hard. He's the starting running back. He's got a proven track record. But, again, that offense is a train wreck so i you know i'm not excited about him uh don't see anyone oh here goes a, a guy that i i and i think a lot of people are warming up to him even more is is Darius Geis I have him gone in the third round uh the second pick uh his average draft position as of a couple of days ago was uh round um eight pick seven. I just checked the um Fantasy football nerd, uh, latest rankings. He moved up a couple spots, only uh, two spots. You can tell I like him way more than the than the industry likes him or the average draft position. That that actually, it's you guys out there drafting like him. Uh, I like him a lot more than 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 you folks do. Um, Joe Mixon, I'm cool on Joe Mixon. Uh, well, it's about where he's going. I I wouldn't say that. I am higher on. Tyler Lockett. I have Tyler Lockett going in the third round. Uh, the the eighth pick of the third round. His average draft position is round five, um, number six. Uh, let's see if anyone else fell, has, has moved up more. Um, Allen Robinson. I like Allen Robinson more. Um, his average draft position is eighth round, eighth. Pick, I got him in the fifth round, seventh pick. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to take him there, but that's where I have him ranked. Uh, I may some of these I may wait because other folks won't be taking them, so I may be able to wait a round or two. But if they listen to this, they might take him and snipe me. Uh, But uh, next one would be uh, Chris Carson. A little cooler on Chris Carson. I'm a little concerned about. Rashard Penny, I think they drafted him for a reason. I think that he uh, can really uh, be a difference maker. Chris Carson's a good back, don't get me wrong. I think he pass-catching abilities. Uh, he's shown he can be a uh, a back that can carry the load. Uh, he can be first, second, and third down. But I don't think that's going to be the case. And I think Penny's going to um, eat into his time, and he may eventually, by midseason, take over that starting position. Uh, here's a guy I mentioned earlier, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I have him around earlier than he's gone. I have him average draft position has him gone in the sixth round, fifth pick. I have him gone in the fifth round, um, ninth pick. So not all that much earlier, but earlier. Here's a guy that I have uh, a lot earlier than everyone. It's Ashalon a- Jeffrey. Uh, he is uh, I he has gone average draft position round eight, pick one. I have him gone round five um pick 10 so uh, i have him gone pretty high so i'm i'm a, you know i think he might be a breakout he ain't he's a breakout because he's broke out before but he has been uh uh kind of dormant as of late uh can't seem to fend off injury and stay on the field so uh that's been holding him back uh, Lockett, again i guess you just call him a breakout i think he's going to be a breakout this year so um, so these would be some of my breakout players here, and um, and some strategy where I might take some of these guys. Um, uh, I don't see anyone huge in any of these. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I have him. He's going in the first round, fourth pick. I got have him in the seventh round. I don't even know if I'll have any shares of him. I'm not excited about him. Right below him, I have. Melvin Gordon, even though I heard a report today that Melvin Gordon could be back uh, not for a week one, but during during week one, could be ready for game action in, in week two, shake the rust off by week three. So um, I think there's much more hope for him than there is for uh, our friend Ezekiel. Uh, Duke Johnson has shot up boards. If you haven't noticed and if you've been uh, – hiding under a rock or haven't had time to really look at much. I you know a lot of folks, especially in these family leagues that, that I'm mostly talking to would be, um, you know, uh, picking up a magazine on the way to the draft sometimes. Uh, and they'll have, they'll have, uh, Duke Johnson off the map and, uh, and even, uh, with another team. <laughs> so, uh, he's with Houston and, uh, I have him, uh, going up in round seven now. Um, as of right now, he's going to be the starting running back. I think they might be bringing somebody in. They're trying to uh, – I, I think they're trying to make some trades, and I think they may be trying to bring a running back in. But uh, this guy behind him might be one of the guys they're trying to bring in, Kenyon Drake from Miami. Uh, his average draft position is uh, nine, round nine, uh, pick five. I have him going in uh, in the second pick of the, of the seventh round. Um a lot of these other guys, D.D. D. Westbrook's a guy I like a lot. Ninth round average reposition, I think uh, I would take him in the seventh round. I'd take a shot at him because I like him. Cooper Cup, I got lower than a lot of folks. Um, he gets injured too easy. I don't know. I just don't have time for guys to get injured. I, I just don't like that. Um, I have uh, Mike Williams going about a round later. I have him going in the eighth round. Uh, beginning of the eighth round uh, his average draft position. Is the beginning of the seventh round? Um, Austin Eckler. I haven't gone a little later. Mm, we're good there. Uh, I have some of these quarterbacks gone early. Uh, I really think, and I'm just trying to think of the way that you guys at draft are going to take them. I really think that um, uh, that uh, Pat Mahomes will be taken. A lot earlier, and I'd take him. You know, I do have him in the third in the third round, and that's his average draft position. I think he may go in a second. He's definitely got not going to go to the end of the third round. He'll go to the beginning of the third round at the latest. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go shortly after him, and then then Sean Watson not long after him. So, if you want any of those three guys in your not your expert league, but in your average draft league, your family league, you know your 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 your, your Friend league that uh, you guys just do this for fun. Um, you got to get these guys earlier if you want them. Uh, I'm not going to go too many because we talked about a lot of these guys in my last podcast. Uh, just people that would be really crazy value. Um, Michael Gallup, I think, is crazy value. he's a guy that's a that's uh, he's. I think he's going to be. He's one of my breakouts for for this year. Uh, i think that he is uh he's gone in average average draft position is round 15 pick five uh, again i think it's because a lot of people have not been paying attention amari cooper is uh has got a um an, a uh, what's the name of that again um he's got the um plantar plantar fasciitis it, not a not a good uh boy it, it is a a, a bad foot injury to have it's a nagging foot injury uh doesn't get better without rest i don't know what's going to happen uh with him uh michael gallup showed a lot in in preseason showed a lot last year he's a guy that could be the starting receiver most of the season for dallas and Dak's been sharp uh i like him i'd take him as early as the ninth round Uh, he's gone average draft position in the 15th round in the fifth pick uh, I forgot to mention Amari Cooper when we, were, when we were there. Amari, I have him. I moved him way down. His average draft position is fourth round, fourth pick. I have him in the sixth round, uh, first pick. I may slide him more. I did hear more about what's going on with his uh, with his foot. Uh, Amari Cooper or not Amari Cooper? AJ Green. I have him as a sixth round pick. He's gone average sixth round, third pick looks like he want, he might be back in the second week of the season if you have, haven't heard the news lately but uh um definitely by the third game of the of the regular season uh which means he might not play to the fourth week but we'll see um i think he may be back for that third uh, regular season game he's a guy you can get later and uh he could be a starter for you he is uh he is a a good wide receiver when he's on the field um Uh, There's some guys, Delaney Walker, I like him. I move him up. I moved uh, Derek Cook down a bit. Uh, Kenny Stills, I moved up. I I, I like this guy. He's not even ranked. Uh, In 10-team league, he's not even ranked as being drafted. Uh, I would take a shot at him. Uh, Boy, if you can get him in the last couple of rounds as a sleeper, last round or so, uh, he's a guy that's going to be a starter for his team. So, um, take a look at him. Um, I mean, I don't see any, anyone else that really, this is somebody who really sticks out to me. Um, that's about it. The, the guys that I see, uh, this is going to sound weird. Dion Lewis, I might take a shot at it. You can get, you can easily pick him up in free agency, but, um, yeah, I would look at him more as a sleeper, as a free agent uh, uh, person that that you can pick up. Uh, and Balazs is still listed as a starter in Miami. I like Drake a lot more, as you can tell, is where I have him listed. Uh, some sleepers by position, uh, you know, running backs, Tony Pollard, Dallas, because we don't know what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott. He's the he's a young guy that that they they really liked what they've seen so far. He's a rookie. Uh, they like what they see out of him. Now you have Alfred Morris there that I still have ranked uh in the rankings actually. And I probably have him higher than most people and didn't mention him, but I mentioned him uh during the running back segment last podcast last week. So I won't mention him again. Um uh, uh we got uh Thompson running back in in uh, Darwin Thompson running back in Kansas City. They they uh they, they like this fellow there. Uh some people aren't sold on Damian Williams yet. I am. But uh, some folks aren't. He's someone you might just want to stash as a sleeper in in ten team league. You, you know, you might not need to draft him, but he's somebody you want to look at on the waiver wires and just keep your eye on. Uh, Darrell Henderson, another guy from the uh, from the uh, Packers uh, that you can take keep uh, keep an eye on because uh, for some reason they just don't like Aaron Jones. Yeah, they got some they got some new sheriffs in town, so hopefully that will change. But if it doesn't, Daryl, someone that uh, rookie that you might want to look at. Naheem Hines, he's a guy that um, everyone's dismissing now since uh, uh, Peyton Manning or not Peyton Manning. Oh Lord, That's dating me a little bit. Um, that that um, that um, uh, since Andrew Luck retired, people are dropping everyone in that offense. Uh, I am not uh, dropping them drastically, and Naheem Hines is a guy that I think you can get cheap. Uh, you can get as a as, as a bye week fill-in or just a free agent later on. Just keep an eye out. DK Metcalf, are saying now is going to wide receiver, rookie for Chicago. They say he's going to play week one. Uh, Nikhil Harry up in New England, rookie wide receiver. Traquan Smith, rookie wide receiver for New Orleans. Jamison Crowder, just a new new place, uh, the, the Giants. Uh, these are all sleepers. Uh, Funches, new place in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what Percet's going to be like, but uh, he's a safe guy that you can get to in in the short to intermediate ranges. He's a big, easy target to hit. Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver. Denver is someone uh, – everyone always forgets about Muhammad Sanu in Atlanta. I think there's going to be a lot of touchdown and, and passing yards to go around and receptions, so I think that uh, Sanu could be someone. Uh, moving on to tight end, Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Jordan Reed just he said he's gonna be ready for Week One now. You can get him for nothing. Uh, you can sometimes he's going undrafted. He's gone in a in a ten team leg. He's gone in in fifteen rounds. He's gone in the fourteenth in the middle of the fourteenth round. Trey Burton, Chicago, Kyle Rudolph, Kirk Cousins. These are guys that you know that you don't have to draft. To just keep an eye open for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy. I keep an eye on as the season progresses. Here's some defenses that might not get drafted. You might want to keep an eye on the Broncos, the Patriots and the Cowboys. Uh, so that would I was going to talk a little bit about strategies and drafting. So in a 10 team league with, uh, with 15 rounds and, and, um, one flex player, two, two running backs, two wide receivers, you know, they're, they're, um, you, you can uh, One of the things I like to do is I am big on uh, getting a wide receiver and a running back. I don't like going two wide receivers, two running back, my first picks, unless my hand's forced and there's some tremendous strategy, some, some tremendous uh, uh, talent that falls. I, I, I like to, to usually get a running back and receiver, a receiver and a running back, uh, then that then I'm kinda open that third pick. I can get whoever I want. And there's a lot of folks that like to do uh, you know, because if you look at, at at where some of these guys are falling, and I'll go into the expert consensus rankings for this, and you look at where some of these guys are falling, you know, um if you look at uh uh let me see here, let me get into the so if you if you take a uh a, a, a running back, two running backs, and then you get in the third round, and the third round You know, you still have Adam Thielen out there. You have Keenan Allen out there. You have, um, George Kittle out there. Uh, you know, you have Stefan Diggs in the early in the next round. Um, you have Amari Cooper, which I'm not happy on. Julian Edelman. I mean, you, you can, you can get away with doing that. I mean, you just need to kind of plot that out a little bit. Look at, look at where guys are going. Get in these expert consensus rankings. One of the easiest, uh, to get into is, is the, um, uh, fantasy pros. Uh, that's one of the easiest to look at. And, and, uh, uh, you can just get on there and, and dot com and, and, uh, check it out and see where these guys are going. See what you're drafting. I know where are one of my draft positions already. I'm drafting, uh, the eighth overall on a 10 team, uh, in a 10 team league. And, um, you know, uh, if you go by the expert consensus ranking, who they have there is Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. Um, they have Julio Tom, uh, uh, Michael Thomas. I like Michael Thomas. Uh, James Conner. I love James Conner. Uh, so I, I don't know who I'm going to take there, but uh, you know, uh, depending on who take who I take there is who I might t- who I'll take my second round. But you need to have a plan. If you go running back first round, what are you going to do your second round? You're going to go best talent, or you're going to definitely go receiver. If you're going to go receiver, who are you willing to 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 take? If he's not there what talent are you willing to t- to to uh draft in that position uh you need to take a look at these things you know and and those middle rounds are important uh you know there's there's some uh there's some talent to be had in those middle rounds at running back not so much at wide receiver it seems like wide receiver are getting well i can't say that it depends on how your draft falls you just got to watch it and see how it falls but if you go by um if you go just by uh, average draft position, and uh, I can switch over that in a. St- Let's see where running backs are falling to. So if you look at um, you know if you look after the first two rounds, you look um, you know you, you got uh, Damian Williams has fallen. Williams has fallen to the third. Leonard Fournette's fallen into the third. Uh, Freeman's fallen into the third. Aaron Jones, uh, Josh Jacobs into the fourth. Uh, Mark Ingram into the fourth. Uh, Sonny Michaud into the fourth, Derrick Henry into the fourth, Marlon Mack into the fifth. Sorry, I'm sorry. That was Derrick Henry in the fifth. Sony Michelle in the fifth, uh, Melvin Gordon in the fifth, Derrick Henry in the fifth, uh, Marlon Mack in the fifth, James White in the sixth, um, Philip Lindsay in the sixth. Uh, you can still get some, some talent. So let's look at, let's look at wide receivers after the second round. Wide receivers after the second round. You have Antonio Brown. Not real. I wouldn't take him uh, unless I necessarily had to. Um, you've got uh, Kittles falling into the into the third round. You, he's a tight end, but he really is, is kind of a receiver. You have uh, Mari Cooper. I wouldn't touch him. Brandon Cook's falling into the fourth round. Julian Edelman into the fourth round. Chris Gawin into the fourth round. Robert Woods into the fifth round. Uh, Kenny Galladay into the fifth round. T.Y. Um, Hilton into the fifth round. He's fallen because of Andrew Luck. Uh, you have uh, A.J. Green into the sixth round. You have um, Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's just talent. You just got to keep your eyes open and know where you're going to take these guys. Uh, looks like there's more receivers that are falling later than there are running back but i don't know here you got kenny Kenyon drake in the ninth round uh, average draft position uh tariq cohen in the eighth round uh, you know it's kind of crazy duke johnson in the seventh round um so you know you just really gotta take a look at, at uh where these guys are falling and who you might take in those middle rounds because those middle rounds actually make or break your draft those first couple rounds Are pretty much brainless, even into the third round. Is that fourth, fifth, and sixth round, uh, and seventh round, and eighth round? Is that's gonna that's gonna make your draft? And then you got to be aware of some of those guys I talked about that might help your squad out that aren't listed real high that you need to keep an eye on or maybe even take a shot at. Um, And you know, one of the strategies I have um, for quarterback is I'm a waiter. And I I wait a while, and it's kind of been to my detriment. One year in our our league, we had uh, – the guys realized that I didn't have a quarterback yet. And uh, one of the guys – and I wasn't going to pick for 12 more picks. And one of the guys said, hey, listen, let's all take a quarterback and stick Ken and uh, stick the commish. So so they did. And everyone had two quarterbacks before I had a starting quarterback. So you got to be careful not to get too cute. so I try not to get too cute, but I I kind of generally tend to wait on quarterback unless I can get one of those big three at a good value. If I can't get one of the top three, and when I say top three, I'm sure you know who they are. That would be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson, depending on how you uh, would rank them. Um, if I can't get one of those top three, I'll wait because there's a whole lot of guys named Mo that, that uh, are – that can really do the job on any given week. And at that point, if you get a good one, and if you don't get a good one, you can stream. So, um, you know, that's my philosophy of quarterback. You know, you have to come up with your own, of course. Uh, you might want to target one of these guys. Or there might be a guy that you like that uh, is not in those top three, that you want to know where he's going to fall. Well, get into one of those um, uh, expert consensus rankings and see where he, where they have him ranked, but more importantly, get into the average. See where his average draft position is, and see where he goes in average drafts with people like you and I, uh, who um, don't have all the resources that the the folks do at the at the uh, big four networks and and uh, all these other places. Uh, so uh, then, you know, when I think about tight ends, tight ends to me can really make your team if you get a good one. And I really try to look for a sleeper tight end. So, uh, you know, really try to get one of those top. Again, there's a tier there. I think that you have uh, Kelsey in a tier all by himself. Then I believe that you have, uh, then you have George Kittle and Zach Ertz, whatever, whatever, however you want to rank them. And uh, I'm a little cooler on Ertz this year, but I, I, I probably going to, that probably be a regret of mine. Uh, because man, the guy just had a phenomenal year last year and had a ton of receptions, produced like a wide receiver. Uh, then you have a few guys that that are that you might want to take a chance on. You might want to take a chance on a on a, a a Hunter Henry or an OJ Howard earlier than most folks would. A good tight end can really make your team because uh, it's a position you have to start every week, so it 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 does pay for you to get a good tight end. Uh when I think about um when I think about defenses and kickers a lot of people dismiss them I don't dismiss them at all. In our league our league scoring uh the with the bonuses we have for different things for kickers and 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 for defenses if you get a good defense if you can figure out who the best who the top defense is you have a distinct advantage over my league mates anyhow. And same with uh kicker problem is you just can't ever, you just can't ever, uh, figure that out, uh, definitively. And, um, and it always seems like the guy that, that, that someone picks up as a free agent, uh, defense, or a free agent kicker it turns out to be the top-scoring defense or kicker for that year. So it's a little frustrating. But I do try to do my homework and try to get a decent defense and a decent uh kicker. Because, again, there again, you start them every week. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that score all about the same. But if you get a really good one, it does set your team apart. Uh, another thing I like to do in a draft is, and, and I think my league mates have been catching up to this, is that that uh, I will go a little bit earlier? Generally, in most drafts, the last two rounds are just kind of an unwritten role. That's where you take your kickers, or is 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 uh, the corn dogs would say in, in our league, uh, the stinking kickers and the defense and special teams. But uh, I I don't. I don't buy into that philosophy. If there's one I like and there's one I think is really going to be the top scoring kicker or defense, I will go ahead and we, we have 15 rounds. I will go ahead as early as the 12th round to go ahead and uh, even the 11th round to go ahead and take a defense early as the 12th or 13th round to go ahead and take a kicker. I like to to not be left at the tail end of a run on defenses and kickers. Again because these are guys that you have to start every week. Another strategy I believe that's helped me, but has sometimes hurt me, is that I really try to not get too carried away with runs. Uh you know, that can hurt you if you're at the end of a run, uh and and you don't uh, or you're at the beginning of a run and it continues on after you and you and you get and you get left behind. But more often than not, you can stop a run. I like to be a run stopper, and uh, a lot of folks like to try to start runs, and I like to try to stop them. I don't necessarily like to try to fall for those; it kind of irritates me. I just know when a player is trying to bait you, and they take something early just to try to get a run going, so they can get a player that they want later. I try not to. I try not to fall for that, uh, and that's runs on kickers, defenses. Uh, there's not much you can do with running backs and wide receivers. You know, when you've already taken, when you've already got like one or two running backs or one or two receivers and, and the opposite starts going, uh, you've got to kind of get in on that because you can't end up having a starting running back. That's, that's, uh, the third wide receiver on their team, uh, or, or a third receiver on their team. It just doesn't bode well for your team for that year. But, um, those are just some of my basic strategies And let's see if I can think. I I don't, can't really think of any more off the top of my head right now. If I think of any more, I will float them out there tomorrow. I'm gonna try to get on here again tomorrow and uh, maybe put something out there. Maybe not, and depending if I have something more to say, Uh, I might get some more sleepers out there. Uh, Maybe some risers and fallers out there, Um, and you know we'll see how. What I will say is that's a wrap for another edition of the Holy Handicapper podcast. Remember, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, at Holy Handicapper, that's H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. And again, for those not involved in social media... You can call and leave a message for us at 770-744-4075 or text me. Uh, you can go to my website at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. And you can get to our podcast from there. You can get to some other things. Um, and my uh, you can get to my email, which is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. I look forward to you uh, posting questions somewhere and uh, getting back in touch with us so we can incorporate things that you might want to talk about. Well, as usual, as always, it's been a blessing and it's been a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving your Heavenly Father, keep loving your family, and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you, and remember, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven. Thank you, Jesus.